Welcome to the first ever edition of Wimes Bombs, a uh, podcast with me, Mike Wimes, just talking about sports. We have here our first ever guest, Kamal Yachor, who is someone who just knows a whole lot about lots of different sports. Today we're going to get into NFL lines, uh, predictions for the Super Bowl, and sit back and listen up, and you're about to hear some Wimes Bombs. Boom. So I've got here uh, Kamal Yachor on the line. Friday, January 15th, and we're going to talk some uh, NFL, right? That's right. All right, so we've got the real NFL playoffs. I don't consider the wild card round the real round because, you know, the best teams aren't playing. It's it, I, I treat it like the kind of the baseball wild card where it's just kind of, you know, a play-in game where um, maybe some people get injured. And, uh, but it doesn't really matter. You got your pitchers that can't play. I kind of view the NFL wild card week as the same kind of thing. Well, you know, if the teams are good, then the games matter. But when the teams aren't, you get what we got last weekend. Yeah, and, and we, we definitely got a, a disappointing, uh, performance, especially from the, uh, Houston Texans who had their double concussed quarterback tried to play against the uh, Kansas City. But we all knew that that division was just terrible. Yeah, but, I mean, that's probably a discussion for another day, but I really believe that we ought to keep the division winners in. Uh, just even in the worst divisions, I think if you win your division, you should always deserve to make the tournament. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it definitely should be a tournament to, to be a division winner to make, a ton- make the tournament. Absolutely. But... You know, I just would have liked to see uh, some actual, actual uh, decent performance instead of the thirty to nothing beatdown. And then whatever happened in the Pittsburgh Cincinnati game, I don't even know. Oh yeah, well, the AFC, Mike. The years may change, but the teams stay the same. How many years have you seen New England, Pittsburgh, and Denver in the final four of the AFC? Um, it's been a lot. Those are two of the, um, the those are three of the uh, staples. You know, yeah, you can go back to the Tim Tebow versus the Steelers. You can go back to all of the uh, to Jake Plummer versus the Steelers. All the times the Patriots have won titles in the, in the AFC in the past. Uh, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady era. It's been a, it's been a lot you know, as as far as. Uh, those particular franchises, you know, having their own sort of consistent dynasty, where whereas you, you you see a lot more turnaround and turnover in the NFC. Well, I think the, it, it all comes back to the quarterback. I think the NFL is continuously progressive to some of the quarterbacks during the league, and I think in the AFC is where you have the established powerhouse quarterbacks: Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. As long as those guys are playing at a level that's well enough to get the team week in, week out with consistent play, like postseason. And this year, you start to change the armor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peyton Manning was hurt. Peyton Manning clearly was infected much of the year, but here we have it, starting on a playoff, and you can start a quarterback for a playoff team again. You can argue how much that's him versus the spite of him. Versus in spite of him, but you've got Brady, who's just as old as Manning, 
who's been through just as much mileage of games, and he's he's playing like with without a supporting cast on the offensive end uh, for much of the season, and playing at a, a higher level, which is just even even more impressive. And and I think that it would be as, as a fan, it would be amazing just to have one more epic Brady versus Peyton showdown in the AFC Championship game. That's what everybody wants. I mean. That's that. That's what the the conspirators of the NFL are going to be trying are going to be trying to do to um, you know have the refs throw the uh, 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 appropriate penalties and uh, the powers that be are, are going to be trying to uh, put a New England Denver uh, AFC AFC title game. That's definitely what um, you know the media narrative would definitely want. And, and you've always been you've always been high in the conspiracy theories. But I believe I don't discount them hundred percent, but I do think that it's within less than a score. I think the max outcome rest we have is with if they're trying, which I still don't agree with comments, but if they are, it's three or four points at the most. I think a team already has to overcome various injuries, home field advantage. I think it's all within the scope of if they, if they play ten times yeah, I, I, I would I would agree that the refs will swing the outcome maybe once or twice, but I, I, I do think they can swing the outcome by more, by a touchdown or more. And, I, and I'll give you two pieces of, of evidence. One, Green Bay versus Seattle on that ridiculous uh, that ridiculous last second touchdown catch that wasn't a catch. And then two, the tuck rule. Yeah, you know, I could just say I could just say the tuck rule. The the Raiders got completely jobbed in the playoffs. You know, due due to due to the refs making up an interpretation of what was clearly a fumble. Do you remember how long ago that tuck rule was? What year that was? I think I believe that was the two thousand one. So that was fourteen years ago, and Brady and Woodson are still in the league this year. <laughs> Yo, big ups to Charles Woodson. You know, uh, th- th- this is this is the one guy who was on a competitive team, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to choose not to resign with a team that can that could potentially bring me to a championship, Green Bay. I'm not. I'm going not going to uh, sign with a team that I had significant interest and championship aspirations, Denver, and I'm going to go back. To my roots in Oakland because I feel comfortable in the Bay Area playing for Raiders organization and it's just the Raiders aren't the typical organization you associate with that kind of like um, chemistry and and uh, star power to to, to yield to uh, yield all time greats back uh, like uh, Charles Woodson. I mean, it's, it's just a testament to loyalty. You don't see that anymore these days. Absolutely not. So are we getting the predictions for the game? Okay, so so we got the so I think the easiest game to predict right now is uh, as far if uh, are we are we talking spreads or we're just gonna go for winners right now? I think we should. I think we should talk. Yeah, I think that's what. That's what the people want. You know, like like we gotta give the people what they want, and they do want um, some spreads. So let me uh, pull that up real quick. But I, I, I think if you were just going to go to a pick'em, you know, 
it's clearly that with the Steelers' offense, not having Antonio Brown, not having D'Angelo Williams, not having Le'Veon Bell, that it's clear, and Denver's defense being so prolific, the, the, that game is not going to be that close. Yeah, no argument there, Mike. I think I think that Denver's defense being the strength of that team and at home will find a way to take away the intermediate routes and the screen passes and so on, which that Roethlisberger clearly doesn't seem to have the arm strength with a torn ligament in the shoulder to really push the ball downfield, and I think they're going to teach you, frankly. I, I think of the four games, Denver, this one probably won't. But you never know. Pittsburgh is well coached. Denver opened up five and a half, and now they've slid to seven and a half. Seven and a half? Wow. Yeah. So uh, this is with the news that Brown didn't pass the uh, concussion protocol that um, yielded a two-point advantage to Denver in the lines makers. You look look back at that Broncos-Nearest game a month ago, Mm -hmm. and Denver has not gotten worse. And if anything, they might actually be better with Manning being healthy and rested, so to speak. Exactly. I agree. Greg has gotten much worse. So I would still probably take Denver minus seven and a half, but uh, it's not as strong as it was a few minutes ago. I would also take Denver seven and a half. But I think the what you really want to do, you only have a 39 and a half over under, and that's definitely a better bet in, in a game like this. I see multiple defensive touchdowns taking place, probably one for each team. And I see uh, Denver uh, being able to get it done on the ground. I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is not that great. Let, they haven't been that great throughout the season. Let, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with the over on Denver and the over on the 39.5 over under. Okay, that's fine. All right, so uh, let's uh, stick with the uh, AFC. We got Kansas City, New England. And uh, this one has stayed with its open at minus five, with New England being favored at home ag- against this uh, Kansas City Andy Reid-led team that uh, was able to win 30 to nothing on the road against the Texans. More impressively, if you ask me, is that I don't think they've lost in, what, October? They, they, they started out one in five this year and have been on an absolute tear. I, I can't see Brady and Belichick dropping this game just off of a bye, off of rest, giving Bill Belichick two weeks of game plan for this team. I mean, and he did spend all two weeks of game planning for this team, but I don't believe that Belichick is, was dumb enough to waste any of his time game planning for Houston. You, you've got weapons coming back. Elements finally healthy. Gronk, they, 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 pretty much, they pretty much took a bye the last two weeks to make sure Gronk was healthy. I don't think that that's going to matter. Plus, you've got Jeremy Macklin. Who knows if he's going to play? He's a game time yeah, decision. That's the bigger point to be If Alex Smith doesn't have any wide receiver, if they're going to be lining out Jeremy Macklin to Jeremy Against a team that's won 12 games in a row, but put me in for a game advancing. It's a stay away that I'm not lying to you. 
I like the Chiefs getting the points because because I think this has one of your textbook. The New England's down by one. Two minutes ago, Brady gets the ball at the 20 and, has, and advances it up the field for a field goal. Like, you know it's going to happen. You need the game plan like five minutes in advance. And I just don't think it's going to work out in the in the Chiefs' favor. I, th- I, I think this is either a, a game-winning field goal or a touchdown erasing a field goal deficit, making it a four-point win. Not a five points. a little too high for me. It's also 43 over under. I don't like that. I, I would stay away from that. But I, I'd be picking the, the Chiefs with the points. But uh, Justin New England is probably going to win this game. And we're going to get to see that rematch of the controversial New England-Denver game in, back in Denver. <laughs> that's probably next week's podcast and that's gonna be that'll be something quite to see now let's move over to the nfc where we have two really actually intriguing games where it's i don't know if it's clear uh which team is going to win. i feel very strong before we get into the lines yeah, i feel very strong about the i think arizona and carolina are I'd be curious to see what the lines are. Alright, so Arizona, seven and a half again over Green Bay. And seven and a half against Aaron Rodgers? Is that, is that right? That is right. Seven and a half. That opening did wow. not move much. That's seven wow. and a half. You, know, you look back to that, that game they played a month ago. It's nice that we've actually seen a lot of these teams play in the season. Wow. It, it is hard to beat the same team twice in a given season. But that wasn't even close. Like, Arizona was winning 38 to nothing or something like that in the second quarter, and then they called off the dogs. I, I don't think Green Bay has the defense to stop Arizona even once or twice. I, I think that Arizona's defense can, you know, confuse Aaron Rodgers. That's not Carousel. Apart from Aaron Rodgers just being Aaron Rodgers and having that cachet as an elite quarterback, I personally think that Green Bay has been struggling to find answers offensively the entire season. They need a, a Hail Mary against the Lions just to even stay in play. The Hail Mary is their best play, according to Bill Simmons, you know. And it's the, the only real play. The uh, Eddie Lacy has been fat and, and ineffective on the ground. And they are, they've been really not been able to get it done with short-armed wide receiver course. So I really think that... This is definitely a game that's going to Arizona, but is it going by more than one touchdown? That is the question. I'm I'm inclined to say yes. I am. You got to go with a, a Arizona here, winning by more than one score, but I'm a little afraid of the 49 and a half over under. Yeah, I'll put under. I think, yeah, think over under is very good. I'm not sure after you know how the teams match up. Um, both offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. I think it's much easier for the for an average fan to be able to understand how a team may match up when it comes to success or not having success. But how do you define success in an over-under? It's essentially if the game has a faster pace, if the defenses are losing, or if there's turnovers. And turnovers, in my opinion, are extremely hard to predict. Well, obviously, turnovers are hard to predict, but the overall skill level of a, of a defense, uh, speed is definitely, is definitely a factor, and special teams. 
You know, do do you have that game breaking threat that can that can lead a touchdown right after a punt or not? You know, I and I think Arizona does have that uh, as as far as the special teams is concerned. I'll take Arizona minus seven and a half. I, I normally hate taking teams favorably more than a touchdown, but I think they're just trying to sucker you into taking Green Bay. And this this one, if if Rodgers gets behind in the turnover battle early, this one could get ugly. Agreed. Agreed. All right, and the last game we got is Seattle-Carolina. You'd find this line very interesting. It's Carolina minus one and a half. That, that to me, seems low. That's just public money going to Seattle. All season, every fan has been saying, Carolina's not good. How is Carolina undefeated? There's no way Carolina goes undefeated. Carolina's bad. They haven't beaten anyone good. On and on. And they're just begging you to take Seattle in the point. But the, the fact is, Carolina is a very good football team. They, Are they? They're one of the best defenses in the NFL. They have playmakers at all three levels. They have Kwan Short, who might be the least well-known all-pro defensive player in the NFL at D-tackle spot. Luke Heakley is a household name. He's an all-pro linebacker. Penn State. Josh Norman has really made an imprint for this year. It's not just tight. I've seen him play in a couple games, and even when he's not making an interception, he's capable of shutting down the team's best receiver. And it's not like Seattle has a lot of weapons. They have Doug Baldwin, who has been going absolutely bananas ever, ever, ever since he's been able to be that number one wide receiver, uh, stepping in for the, uh, for the injured Seattle guy. Like, Doug Baldwin has been very effective with uh, Russell Wilson leading the way. Marshawn Lynch will play at... at and I actually think that hurts Seattle more than it helps them. They've talked about Lynch for more than half the think that you, you've got Seattle with a, with a healthy offensive line. I'm definitely in that camp that I don't think Carolina has beaten anybody special. And I haven't been Im- impressed with them. And I, th- I think, you know, Marshawn Lynch has been one to come up big in the playoffs before. Well, let, let me tell you my thought on this. So sure, Carolina may not have beaten anyone special this season. But they did beat Seattle. They, they, they did beat Seattle, and it is hard to beat. The same team twice in a given season. You're taking Seattle here? I am taking Seattle with that one and a half point. I like watching Carolina as my best bet of the weekend. My best bet has gotta, gotta be Denver. Denver seven and a half? Denver seven and a half. I think this one's that one's pretty clear. Alright, do you have a do you have a surprise player of the week weekend? A surprise player of the week? I think you you gotta Look for Patrick Peterson really uh, sh- shutting down the uh, probably getting an interception, uh, a key interception on Rodgers that's going to be one that is a game-killing drive in terms of the confidence and momentum of, of Green Bay and really 
beyond, brings that game beyond a reasonable doubt. You? I'm, I'm going with Fitzgerald Toussaint, uh, running back for the Steelers out of Michigan. He's bounced around the league a lot in the first few years, back to squad here, back to squad there. But late in the year, everybody's beat up, nobody's 100%, and potential legs really matter. And Fitzgerald Toussaint runs hard, he runs first. Against Cincinnati, he really changed the pace of that game a couple times by uh, after a holding penalty, first and 20, first and 30 line for 11, 12 yards, that really changes the dynamic of, of drive, especially when, you, when you're going up against a team who expects to shut down the run. I think if the Steelers can establish Tucson early, they might be able to stay in that game longer than you expect. And then, who knows, Peyton Manning, we all know, is, might be one of the worst playoff quarterbacks in the modern era relative to his regular season success, obviously. That, that conditional was definitely important. Uh, do you have do you have a, a Super Bowl prediction at this point? I, I gotta say Arizona. I just think Arizona, top to bottom, offense, defense, really complete as a as a team, and I like their matchups. I think they they should easily get past Green Bay, and they they've proven they can beat Seattle before, and I think that Arizona Carolina matchup is the one I really want to see. I don't think New England or Denver, which we're picking to win those two games, are are fast enough to, to match up with, with Arizona. Uh, you know, I, I tend to agree with you. At, at, at this stage in the game, I'd be inclined to, to take Arizona over any of the AFC teams. I just don't think, you know, the buzzsaw that is the Arizona Cardinals is going to be able to be slowed down at, at, at this point. All right, well, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I'd say we'll, uh, we'll probably talk again soon after these games and we'll see what 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 happened in that front sounds good mike thanks for having me on all right thank you that that was uh kamal yachur a real aficionado of all things sports that'll do it for this edition